Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history, Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. I am your host, Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And we are here to talk about the results of Money in the Bank and our visit to local indie show, Fire Pro Wrestling. Jay, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, tired, working too much. Yeah. yeah. That sucks, man. I mean, that's a, that's a whole lot of hours you've been putting I'm in. I'm telling you. So. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you decide. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Money in the Bank? Or you want to start with Fire Pro? Well, let's uh, go ahead and start with Fire Pro because we'll probably get into a little bit over the Money in the Bank stuff. Yeah, so I feel like uh, we got more to talk about when it comes to that. That's true. That's true. So Fire Pro Wrestling was out in uh, Miraville, Indiana. We went to it uh, last Saturday. Yep, that was the first time going to that show. Um, the venue was interesting. I mean, to you, that was the second time you saw an indie show uh, held in a church. To me, it was the first time. But I guess it was actually set up pretty nice. I, the, the setup was beautiful. They had a nice sound system and everything. You know, they had lights and everything. So maybe the advantage of having the church is already a predetermined sound system. You know, yeah, absolutely. And like, especially because of the... Um, such the, the high ceiling. I mean, the acoustics of it was pretty incredible. Right. I mean, I have never heard, like... A ring that loud before, but I mean, it made it made it for a better show. I mean, just the impact of I mean, it was and, awesome, and the crowd that was there, the crowd totally got into it. So that that makes it even more fun. You can tell that you know these guys have been watching this particular promotion for a while. Yeah, that and that's the biggest thing I love about these shows is uh, is those committed fans. Like you know, it's not just somebody who like pops in once in a while and just kind of sits there and watch, like observes it like a movie. Right. I mean, they get involved in it. I mean, there was that little girl in the front row. I thought she was about ready to jump in the ring and beat up them dudes. I'm, I'm telling you, she she was getting wicked. I know. I, I was scared of her. <laughs> um, but, yeah, talk about, let's talk about a little bit more about the matches. Um, what, uh, what we got here in our trusty notes? Well, the first about? match we saw were the Bambinos versus the Punisher and Drax or Drix. I, I don't know which one the name is. Uh a decent match, a lot tagging in and out. Uh, Drax was trying to make his what do you call it? Redemption for his stable. Yeah, so yeah, so he was trying to redeem himself from a couple of losses uh, by some handpicked opponents as manager. Right. Set up for him. Uh, didn't turn too. Uh, turn out too good for him though. No, the the Bambinos did end up picking up the win mm-hmm. over Drax. Yeah, and the, then the Punisher. Uh, after the match was over, you know, Drax got fired from his stable. Oh. And then the Punisher, in typical heel fashion, released him from the steel, from stable. There we go. <laughs> with the steel chain at the back of the skull. It's not easy doing this, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, pr- pretty much uh, the Punisher was the cleaner in that situation. He pretty much took out the garbage, pretty much. Yeah. The one thing I, w- I did love about the show that when you look or this uh, match, when you look at the Punisher, Punisher and Drax versus um, the Bambinos, the Bambinos, it, it was a mix of um, wrestling abilities. I mean, you got the Punisher and Drax who are like the powerhouses, oh, a little bit brawn. Then you get the other tag team, the Bambinos, who a little more aerial, a little more quicker, and everything. Right. Both teams did uh, use what they what they're good at to their advantage. I mean, I think I think most of it was like it was like probably seventy thirty when it came, you know, to the Drags and Punisher taking control. But in the end, uh, the Bambinos still pulled out that amazing finisher, and uh, they got the win. And because of that, uh, I can't wait to see what happens at the next show. See uh, where this uh, Punisher uh, Drax uh, issue uh, leads to. And their finisher was something that we I don't remember even how to describe it because it was something we hadn't seen at least in a while or to that. The way they did it, so yeah. it was something different. So I enjoyed that. It was kind of like a uh, what was it like a modified like flapjack like knee uh, code breaker yeah. kind of thing. So it was pretty cool. I've seen it a couple times uh, in like you know like browsing the internet, but nothing like they did. I mean the way right. that they kind of turned into their own, which was really cool. And the best thing about indies is like you get to be able to create those moves down there and stuff. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to Bambinos for picking up that victory. Um, what we got next here? Oh, next I, we had their Impact Championship, which was Jack Schmidt versus champion Incredible Austin Fury. This was 
I hope I got this guy, the Jack Schmidt guy's name right. I'm not entirely too sure. But Austin Fury was the champion. Um, very quick in the ring. You know, I saw him all over the place. Got off the top rope a couple times. Nice super kick. He, he wins. You know, Fury wins over, with the super kick. I believe that was the second super kick he got him with. And caught all of it. Yeah. The, the first one, I think he just grazed him. But I mean, that, that next one he didn't make count. Oh, yeah. And I really, and I really like this Impact Champion they have here because he he has the ability in the ring, but he also has that charisma and stuff to get the yep. fans behind him, which was really cool. Um, I love I loved it when they kind of cut his music short, and he yeah. really didn't continue until they played it against yeah. so him, kind of finished his intro, which is absolutely awesome. It gives him that that cockiness that I think he does really need to be the uh, to be the wrestler that he is. Um. Great high flower, flyer. He did come off the uh, ropes a lot, or off oh, the yeah. top rope a lot, which was really cool. Um, but his night really didn't end there. No. He was not happy with the uh, competition with Mr. Schmidt. So then he asked for another person, another match. And then this, the man named Roach. That's all That's all we know about him, really. I, this is my favorite wrestler. The, he came, he Roach, came out and just... Roach was my absolute favorite wrestler. And it's weird because um, not so much appearance-wise or attire-wise, but so his entrance, he came out with the water bottles and the spray bottle yep. and everything. It reminded me a lot of uh, the semen from Northern Lights. Oh, the water is his the power. The water is his power and everything. And that's what it is almost like. I mean, because he, he, he got the fans involved in it. Oh, he yeah. gave the fans a spray bottle. Yeah, and let him spray them. Yeah. Um Goofy, uh, it, was, it was a goofy entrance. It was awesome. I think this guy is um, definitely a fan favorite. Oh, definitely. The fans are, uh, they, I think, I'm a huge fan of him. I mean, like, not, not to take anything away from any of the wrestlers there, but he is my favorite. And uh, he's one of the biggest uh, draws that for me to go back and oh, watch. Yeah, I would... I, it's, just, it's just like he, he brings, he has a characteristic to him that's just like you cannot not enjoy his matches, you know? I mean, you can't go in there like, ah, oh, Roach ain't going to have a good match. Bullshit, he can't because just just his charisma and even his mad ability is great, too. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, they, they went the full 20 minutes, full 20 minutes back and forth. There was never this guy had more than, no, I, I believe truly back and forth the whole match. And, I mean, they brought out everything. And then it goes to time limit. You know, it gets called a draw. If I had a, if I if if I had to go back to rewatch this match, I would like to count how many chops they did, because oh. there were a ridiculous amount of knife edge chops They're, that they did. They were pretty lit up. They, they, they looked like stop signs at, yeah. at the end. It, it looks like they went out sunbathing. The only thing shown was their chest, right? Because they were beat ass red. <laughs> but yeah, I mean they they went to the time limit, which you know it. You know there's something else going to happen there. You, oh, know, that, they, you can't let it happen. Oh, man. Like that. And, you know, that's just the start of a great rivalry, mm-hmm. which will probably turn into a great feud. Yeah. And, and one big thing I wasn't quite sure, I mean, they're both uh, they're both crowd favorites, right? I mean, right. like, um, I knew I knew Roach was. Um, Fury. Fury. I. It looked like it was kind of a mixed kind of thing. Like, he did have that cockiness of a heel. But I think people just love him too much to see that. The, so. the likability of a face. Exactly. So, I can't wait to see what happens with that one next uh, either. Well, this is one I'm really not too sure if I got the names right. Yeah. Uh, to those uh, at Fire Pro who's listening to this, if we do get some names wrong or anything, we do apologize. Again, the acoustics in the place was amazing, but the weird echo kind of set off the names of the guys, so... If we got any names wrong, correct us, let us know, so we'll know for the future. Oh, definitely. I'd rather have it right. Absolutely. But the tag team match between Stonehand and dude named CK1, I believe. CK1 does sound familiar. CK1 uh, versus Smash and Grab. Mm-hmm. This this was this was enjoyable. I I enjoyed it. They had they went back and forth, back and forth. I do believe. See, uh, yeah. Stonehand and CK1 won, but I believe there was some controversy involved, and afterwards they did attack Smash and Grab. Smash and Grab had a nice mixture of 
technical and hounding ability. I think uh, Stonehand was probably the bigger of all of them. Yeah. And he was pretty... He moved. Oh, he was quick. He, he was quick. He was... Um, if I had to compare him to uh, a professional uh, a professional uh, wrestler from like uh, like old WWF and stuff like that, almost like a Vader. Almost like a Vader. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Big dude, powerhouse. You know, he could he could throw those punches, but at the same time, you know, he he gets around the ring. Yeah, very quick guy. Kind of like a like a Umaga. Like a Umaga type. Like an Umaga. Yeah. See, I, I like. I, see, I'm a tag team guy. I, I like tag. You like tag team? I like good tag team matches. I, I can go either way. I'm not. I like the trios. The trios and lucha is interesting. Yeah, but I mean, like it. It takes a great tag team to have a great tag team match. So I mean, well, like yeah. when you have when you have those tag teams, like um, uh, I don't know, I'm Smashing like, grab. no, no, no. Um, from the first tag team match, the Bambinos. The Bambinos. I like them. I think if they, I think if they get um, opponents equally to them, I think the match would be absolutely amazing. You I, get, think, I think if you put them with opponents that are better than them, that's just going to keep because mm-hmm. they're going to want to keep up. Yeah, exactly. young and ambitious, which is pretty much the key in indie wrestling. Exactly. <laughs> you like that, Johnny? Johnny? <laughs> Next, we had Kyle Cross versus, which I thought was Joey at first, but then it turned out to be Johnny, Johnny Motley. I like this. Cross seemed like a like a big fan favorite, but he did come he did come off kind of like a heel to me. Uh, see, I see. I thought it was the other way around, where Motley was because he. I mean, he had that he had the same arrogance as Fury, but like more. Uh, what do you call it? Stuck on himself, ego, more ego behind it. You know that at the end of the match, after he he had won, and this was another off the ropes flying. It was nice, but after the match, he had, he told everybody he's going for the title. He's going yeah. for the heavyweight. Yeah, that's another thing. He didn't ask for it. No, he did, he stated this is this is what he's going to do. And you know what? I, li- I like I like that um, you know egomaniac uh, guy who's full of himself. Those are the people I live for, you know. Like I don't want I don't want someone to sit there like you know, you know all I want is like one chance, one opportunity. Like I you don't ask for it, you take it. Oh yeah, you, you know that, those those are the people I like. Well, look, look what happened with the Usos after they changed. Yeah. They're back to the time. Arrogance. That's what it's arrogance. arrogance. I love arrogance. I love arrogance in wrestlers. That's what Stone Cold Steve Austin did, you know, and it's arrogance is is perfect when it comes to wrestling because it's, you know, you earn it, but you need to grab it. Definitely. And then the last match of the night was the heavyweight title match. It was Flawless Dave Allen versus Jeremy Hagley. Hagley, I believe, being the fan favorite. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Dave Allen came right out the gate at Hagley, and he... He controlled most of the match. Mm-hmm. Now, being that this was our first time at Fire Pro Wrestling, don't know too much about this uh, storyline, this feud. But from my understanding, that um, Hagley was jumped by by the group. That's right? yeah, that's yeah. what I gathered too. Yeah, because when he, I mean, he came out. I mean, he, like he, <clears throat> and their pictures are gonna be uh, they're uploaded to our Instagram. That you can check out. Um, just a few clips and stuff from the show. Nothing too major. I mean, he he beat the shit out of uh, Dave um, around the ring for quite a while. Yeah, it went back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I that second favorite match compared to Roach. Yeah, it was as a main event, definitely main event. Uh, oh, caliber and everything. Oh yeah, uh, Hagley ended up winning, but of course after the match, if you're if you got a couple guys on your side. Mm-hmm. Here comes, I believe it was CK1 and Stonehand came out. Yeah. And they all jumped Hagley. Yeah, now somebody somebody got suspended because they put their hand in the official. Yep. Uh, Alan got a... Alan, yeah. He suspended for a month. Yeah. So it's... 
you know, they, they got rules, you know. You can't put your hands on officials. You can never put your hands on the officials. Nope. No. You know, like, it's one thing if it's, like, an accidental thing. But that, that was intentional. Oh, definitely intentional. So, I'm excited to see where that goes, too. Kind of find out where that storyline's going. Because that's, um... I like storylines. Especially... Well, what was nice is that, um, ticket prices were, what, $10 a piece? Yep. Uh, I know my son was 10 and he was free. Yeah, I think 12 and under is free. So 12 and under is free. So that makes for almost a cheap family night to go. Yeah, I mean, like, because we, we went out, you know, it was you, me, um, your significant other, and uh, your son. Right. So we all got to go out. I mean, the the food was affordable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had nachos, which is this what I love, you know, so. <laughs> as long as there's nachos, travesty as is fine. <laughs> as long as there's nachos, I'm happy. Um. We never, uh, we never decided on um, the official name for uh, for our new uh, stable member. Yeah, talk about Mary. How are we talking about Mary? I mean, so yeah, I think uh, we did agree to do a poll, didn't we? We did do agree to do a poll. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. So this is what uh, we're planning to do. Anyway, anyways, check out Fire Pro Wrestling there at Al Maryville. Uh, we'll keep you updated when the next show is. Definitely recommend going. It's great, and I'm sure we'll go back to it again because um, I had a good I'm time. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, that being said, uh, as we mentioned in the first episode, we are expanding the um, the host of this show. Not not so much the main host because there's always going to be Dizzle J and me. JFW family. JFW family. The faction, if you will. Not a club. What do we call it a club? I think I call it a club on the website. So, I don't know, this freaking club. I can't we, we could do whatever we want. We could do whatever we want. Uh, with that being said, uh, you know, we do have Sarge, who uh, will be joining us soon, um, here in the next few weeks. Uh, we're talking with him to get scheduling situated for that. We're also adding um, a female perspective uh, into our group. Yes. Now, the problem is, like, she doesn't really know how to introduce herself. So, we're going to leave it up to the fans to uh, decide what her ring name's going to be. Um, so there's going to be one of three. I'll put a poll up on Facebook and a poll up on Twitter and give everyone about a week to kind of vote on the name. Uh, real quick, so the three names that we came up with. Uh, the first one is tie-dye. Now that's spelled T-Y space D-Y-E. Kind of a hippie kind of thing going there, you know, so tie-dye. The other one is Luna Tick. Which is L U N A space T I K. I hope people don't steal these from us. <laughs> right? Um, and uh, the final one, my favorite, Mental Mary. Short, sweet, to the point, Mental Mary. So, <laughs> so for next week, from now until we record our next show, uh, check out Twitter, check out Facebook, look for the poll, and then you vote on your favorite. What is the name of our female, persp- our female cl- club member, family member? Lunatic, Mental Mary, or Tie-Dye. It's up to you guys. And whatever you guys choose, that's the name we're going to go with. So, Hey, leave it in the hands of faith. Leave it in the hands of faith. Um, cool. So before we get to our Money in the Bank, uh, just a quick reminder to you guys about some of the upcoming shows. Uh, as we mentioned last week, uh, SCW is having their show in Shabans July 22nd. 22nd. Rise is having their show in Berwyn. On July 7th. On July 7th. And also uh, found out that on July 1st, Global Pro, Global Pro Wrestling is having a show in Melothian. Uh, Give a quick idea here. It's at the Don Preston Rec Center, Saturday, July 1st, 2017. All seats $10, and um, obviously card is subject to change. You can find uh, Global Pro Wrestling on Facebook to get all the information about the company and about the event coming up. Uh, one person I, I can see that's uh, scheduled to be there is Marche Rocket, well-known indie oh. wrestler in the area. Also now signed to Impact Wrestling. Signed to Impact Wrestling. Mr. M.A.D. himself. So, yeah, so check out uh, Global Pro Wrestling. Look for their uh, show on July 1st in Melothian. Which is one of the few ones we haven't been to yet. Of course, it's on a Friday, which is kind of hard for either one of us to pull off. Is July 1st a Friday? I think oh, so. Oh, shit, it is. Yeah, because July 2nd is, yeah. Oh, no giant. First is a Saturday. It's a Sunday. Wait, first is a Saturday. Oh, we can make that. I think your days are off on your calendar. No. Maybe. Oh, you got, 
I see what you did. I see what, I you, see did. what you did there. See what I did there? So I did there? See, that's yeah. June and July. Yeah. So we could make it a GPW. We can make a GPW. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll keep you updated, but it's a possibility we could make it a GPW. It all depends on scheduling. This is very true. This is very true. Because you do work a lot. I do. And I will not work Saturdays. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't have that choice. You don't have that choice. You do not. There's this mandation thing. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Money in the Bank was uh, this past Sunday. <laughs> I I lost I, my ass. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> when you go back and listen to last Saturday's predictions that we had, you would plainly see that uh, I, out of the six matches, got five of them right. And out of the six matches, um, what did you get, DJ? I don't know, the Usos walked away with their championships. Yeah, but that wasn't a victory, right? No, it wasn't. So that's a, a zero. It's a zero. It's a zero, bro. So I did redeem myself from Extreme Rules. Yes. Um, in immaculate uh, fashion. I mean, so, I mean, I almost swept the board. Sweep. Almost swept. I, I didn't think the Hype Bros were going to win. I honestly thought uh, Zack Ryder was going to betray uh, Mojo Riley. Oh, uh, I was Mojo waiting Riley. for it. I mean, it, it seemed like it would happen. But, you know what? Hype Bros end up being up, uh, beating the clones in the uh, Money in the Bank pre-show match, right? Yep. So, after we uh, do all the pre-shows and everything, we go right into the show. And let's start with the, let's start with the tag team match first. We'll do the New Day uh, versus the uh, Usos. I, I thought this champion. was a phenomenal match. I I was impressed. It's the first pay-per-view uh, with New Day being on SmackDown. Right. Um. We 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 what can I, what can you add to kind of this uh, match like? I mean, it's it's just gonna get better because you know that this is this is the first match, mm-hmm. and this match was good. You know, what I mean, I I paid attention to the match. There was great back and forth the whole match through. I think the New Day would have had it too. I I think they would have won. It, you know, Usos didn't take their ball and go home. Yeah, but that championship advantage, man. Yep. Um, there may be a re- you know who knows maybe they'll have a rematch in the future. I mean they gotta have one. I mean I mean as of now New Day is the tag team of you know they were tag team in two thousand sixteen. Right. No doubt to be the tag team in two thousand seventeen. People love these guys, and as long as they got that love, they're gonna keep doing what they're doing up until you know my prediction's accurate and uh, Kofi breaks away from the New Day because Xavier Woods and Big E do become heels. I do pretty, I'm predicting it. I'm saying that. I'm saying it happened right now. And either I'm right because I can see the future or WWE is listening to this and taking our ideas. <laughs> either way. Well, I mean, the New Day was tag team champions for, what, mm-hmm. a year plus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah, over 365 days, yeah. I mean, they're pretty much unstoppable. Plus, you always have one of them standing outside the ring. And they're not afraid to get their hands a little bit dirty. It's a little bit dirty. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's almost like flair. You you cheat, you do what you can to win, but you do it in a manner that doesn't make you seem like you know too much of a yeah. villain. You know, yeah, you know, grab a little tights when you do a roll up. You know, play a little trombone to yeah, distract right? them. Just, just just enough for people to know, hey, you're gonna take the win the way you take the win. Right, totally understandable. Um, how about women's championship? Naomi versus uh, versus Lana. This match was better than what I thought it was going to be. Did it? I I didn't I didn't see this match. I think I think the Lana still has a lot to learn, but she didn't have she did not have a bad outing at all. And mm-hmm. Naomi walking away with it, and Naomi using a different. Uh, split leg off the top rope finisher. Oh, actually, I think she used. I heard. See, like I said, like, I didn't see did, this match. She did I heard a submission. Was, match. I heard it was a submission. Match. Yeah, she did a submission. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. She had uh, the arms and her legs and the head cranked. Okay, kind of like a butterfly thing. Right. I think I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what it was, but like. The internet in my house was going, like, in and out, so I missed a lot of this preview, which is unfortunate. I did go back to watch uh, a majority of it, just couldn't complete watching it. So, this match was, uh, 
I missed the majority of this match. I missed the majority of the next match we're going to talk about, which is the championship match versus Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. I, you know, this Jinder is just shocking, I guess, because he's still pulling out wins over Randy Orton, but he does have the help of the Singh brothers who yeah. threatened Randy's dad, who was sitting outside, and you, I mean, you don't want to corner a viper, let alone just piss the viper off for no reason. So they end up paying the price. Yeah. And it was weird, too, is like because when you sit there and think about situations like that, Randy Orton did the same thing to John Cena's dad years mm-hmm. ago before he punted John Cena's dad in the head. Right. So it's almost kind of like, uh, you know, you reap what you sow, kind of a karma thing. Like, hey, listen, you don't hold the championship because what you used to do is what's happening to you right now. You know, you look at Jinder Mahal with the, with the brothers, Randy Orton with Legacy. Right. Same thing. It's like, I mean, like, you know, shit, shit comes full circle. Well, he's, he's just getting his shit right back that yeah. he gave everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he was a young, he was a young kid who, you know, he had an ego on him. He, you know, he'll do whatever he can to be on top. Jinder Hall's just doing the same thing now. And I guess Randy don't, ain't too happy about it. No, not at all. <laughs> so Jinder Hall didn't end up uh, retaining the title. Uh, from what I'm hearing, um, Rusev is making a comeback. He, uh, he should be back shortly. So, do you think he's gonna end up being in that um, in that title picture? Like as soon as he comes back, or where do you think he's at? Because I know I know he was doing that. He was uh, doing those videos saying that he will not wrestle in SmackDown until he gets a championship match. Well, I mean he he's come on and he's come on hard. I mean I, there hasn't been a single match I haven't enjoyed his. Now he doesn't have Lana, so was Lana the the feeding to his or the holding him back from being the full bl- brute that he is. Yeah. The one thing the one thing I don't like that he kind of changed about himself is he kind of modified the camel clutch. Now, I don't know if he just did it to certain people or if that's a new thing, but like I like the old vintage camel clutch, you know, you're squatting down on a guy's back right. pulling the See, now he's doing a thing where he's sitting all the way back. And pulling up, and I, I'm not a fan of that one bit. You know, I mean, like I'm all for you know making a move your own, but things like that kind of irk me. It kind of, it kind of reminds me. Not that doesn't remind me so much, but I had a uh, a move of my own that I kind of modified. And I kind of like so it was basically a cobra clutch mixed with a camel clutch. So basically, holding them down, holding them like a, a cobra clutch, but. You're you're squatting on their back and bending them back like a camel clutch. That sounds fucking painful, man. That's what submission moves are. Jesus. And not only that, if they don't tap out to it, eventually they'll fucking pass out from the cobra clutch. Oh, that's true. It's a twofer, man. It's like uh, it's like looking at um, what? How do you pronounce the mojos? The Aquino clutch. I haven't seen the mojos. sleeper hold. Some mojos. Sleeper? Oh, the Aquino clutch. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. So it's I mean it. You know, I could be a pro wrestler if I really wanted to. I got moves. Jinder <laughs> <laughs> um, Hall wins. Uh, who? We'll see what happens uh, coming up. Uh, female Money in the Bank uh, ladder match. Hated the ending. Loved the match. I think the girls took every opportunity they had. I, I think the girls did a great job. And I think in some ways I do like the ending. And then in some ways, I don't like the ending. Because I do agree with the majority of the internet. If you're going to have a female Money in the Bank match, a female should pull that case down. Yeah. And not the kind of male James Ellsworth thinks he is. Yeah. I I, I was not a fan of it. Um, Liz went on our Facebook, and she... Uh, Expressed her displeasures with the outcome of it. Yes, because you take you take five women, five top women, five top women. You know, you give them an opportunity to be the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match winner, and you taint that match by having not only Elwood knock Becky Lynch off the ladder, which I think Becky should have won. But you make him climb the ladder and fucking take it, yeah, take the opportunity. You know, he he took that away from somebody else. And it's not like you know, 
Camilla climbed up and grabbed it from him, he literally dropped it to her. Right. I mean, to me, that's a slap in the face of the entire match itself. It's like you you sit there and you 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 praise the fact that you're having these women, you know, break you know that fucking wall down all over again. You know, it's like back with Sasha Banks and Charlotte in the Iron Man match. Sasha Banks and Charlotte in the Hell in a Cell match. Right. And now Charlotte, you know, making history again in a ladder match. And you taint that for her and all other four women by allowing Ellsworth to get involved in it. Referees should try to stop him, so try to get him off the ladder, send him to the back, anything. But, nope. but at the same time, there is no rules in this match. Yeah, but still... So, I mean, it's Carmella commands her man boy to go up the ladder and grab the thing and to give it to her. What's he supposed to do? He yeah. does what he's told to do. Yeah. Well, um, Tuesday on SmackDown, uh, Daniel Bryan came out and decided they're going to redo the match. Right. So, uh, this coming Tuesday, they're going to re- redo the Money in the Bank ladder match. I believe it's the first televised Money in the Bank ladder match. Ever. Yeah. I'm hoping, uh, I didn't hear any stipulation about what's going on with Ellsworth, but um, I hope this time he does not get involved. If they do, I hope they beat the shit out of him. I bet you he gets banned from ringside. He better get banned from ringside, and you know that's going to be the main That thing. or Becky Lynch puts him, puts him in the disarmor. God, I love Becky Lynch. She is, she is always going to be my favorite until someone new comes around. Until <laughs> <laughs> someone new comes around. Until someone new comes around. Um, all right. Why don't you uh, talk about the men's Money in the Bank ladder match? Well, this one, before it even started, it started. Baron Corbin attacks Shinsuke as Shinsuke is coming in. You don't see Shinsuke for the majority of the match. He does make his return, but these guys went all out, man. Top rope, top of the ladder. Poor Kevin Owens. I'm pretty sure he got the worst out of everybody. Yeah, he got he kind of deserved it though. Yeah, I was I was disappointed to uh, to see that uh, Jericho didn't come back. Well, did you think he was coming back? I thought he was gonna make an appearance. Not so much come back to like be a wrestler, but like Kevin Owens going for the turn, uh, going for the briefcase. All of a sudden, the countdown starts. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, you know, like. Like not yeah, I mean like not so much come back as a wrestler, but come back for that moment of like, you know, one last screw you to his former best friend. Right. That's fine. But who did come back was Mar- uh, Maria. Maria with her husband. With her husband. Who yeah. used to be the miracle, Mike Bennett, and now he's he he took her last name. That's weird. <laughs> that, that's But you know what? It's she's known in that AE. He's that, new. That's true. So I mean, if he's cool with it, I mean, hey, you know, more power to him. Hey. But I like him because it looks like because they're supposed to be now. They're they're coming to be the power couple, the ones in love. So you think? What are you thinking, John Cena and Nikki Bella? No, I'm thinking like Miz and Maurice. But that's Raw. This is SmackDown. I think they should have a Raw SmackDown uh, pay per view coming up. Survivor Series? No, that'd be too far away. Survivor Series, maybe. Triple triple threat mixed tag team match. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Maurice or not Maurice <laughs> Maria's gonna come back as a wrestler. Or she's gonna be a valet. I think. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't remember what she was doing in Impact. I I know she was a valet and part of the running the women's division. Yeah, but she was. And she was also knockout champion. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that's weird is like because like. When she was their first run to E, she was always kind of ditzy, but kind of sweet and everything. Right. You know, regardless of the fact that she did do Playboy. Yes, she did. But other than that, you know, she was very sweet, you know, kind of ditzy and everything. But when you go back and like, kind of like pull up like the time of Ring of Honors, the time in New Japan, that's, that's not the Maria that was in E. Yeah, she definitely had that attitude change. Yeah. And, and it, it has done her well, because now she is... She's practically famous before coming back to WWE. Oh, yeah. And even for the people who aren't going to remember her, they're going to know her from Impact, from Ring of Honor, from wherever the hell she was before that. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited they're back. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, but getting back to uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match, um, I was right again. You were right again. I was right again. 
Baron Corman did win. Yes. Uh, Gio was wrong. It wasn't Sami Zayn. Um, but I already let him know that. <laughs> you were wrong because who did you say? You said Dolph? I said Dolph. You said Dolph. You uh, said Dolph. Hey. I, I still think Dolph is leaving. Wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't surprise me if my next series see Dolph at Impact or New Japan. I'd rather see him in New Japan. I think he fits more there. Impact, he, yeah, he'd be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah, I think the made TNA and Impact is just kind of like a pit stop for the people who lead WWE who just win to come back. Right. I don't think he's much of a... It's like, let me go here and see how well they don't yeah. treat everybody and don't pay their wrestlers. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, look at Sandow. He's gone. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I doubt he's going to come back to WWE, but, I mean, Drew McIntyre went over there. He was there for a while, and he came back. You know, it's just, it's just what it, it, it's what's happening with Impact Wrestling because, and I don't know the background or the history or the stories behind what's going on there, but I mean, if people are focusing more on finding, you know, alternatives to where they're currently at, then obviously they're not enjoying it, right? You know? I I think a lot of people use that as either their, I want to say rebranding, or birthing tool into. More mainstream wrestling. It's kind of like the NXT to NXT. Right. It's like the FCW before there was, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's a great way. I mean, like it gives it gives um, wrestlers a televised uh, a, a televised opportunity to be seen by multiple people. And they kind of grown better in New Japan from that. And you know, like gives New Japan an idea to see what's over here, like. Maybe we could do something with them. Right. Bring them over there. You know, Ring of Honor is the same way. It's like... Impact had so much steam going. And then they made the decision to bring Hogan and Bischoff in. And to me, that's when shit got a little stupid over there. The biggest problem was... And I remember AJ Styles talking about this. I can't remember what interview it was. But he says Impact or TNA it changed, like you said, when Hogan and Bischoff came. Right. Because the show that was created by a bunch of up-and-comers were taken over by a bunch of veterans. I mean, it all it all trickles down from when WCW closed. Right. WCW closed, and WCW was full of <clears throat> young talent that went to WWE and older talent that went to TNA. Sting, Hogan, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, DDP, Randy Savage. They all went to TNA after WCW closed because they needed somewhere to go. Right. And TNA's like, well, these guys are bringing impact. But doing that, I mean, they were just bringing over old storylines. You know, but instead of calling it the NWO, they called it, um, oh, what the hell do they call it? I can't remember. Main Event Mafia. No, 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 no. No, I'm thinking something different. The Main Event Mafia was cool. I like that. That was a millionaire's club from WCW. Was oh, it really? Oh yeah, Millionaires Club, WCW, they, all the old veterans. Oh god, it's gonna bug me. It was like it was like Hogan and Bischoff. Uh, Fortune was in it for a while. Uh, Abyss, Samoa Joe. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called at all. That's gonna bug me because I was just thinking about it the other day. Fortune. Ric Flair came over to TNA to create Fortune with four new guys, just just like the Four Horsemen. They just redid, like, shit over and over. And I think that's where they kind of... Well, they, they changed the ring. I, the, I love the the different ring that TNA has. Mm-hmm. But when you change it back to... That, I don't want to see that. that. That's what everybody does. Yeah. That A-side ring, I, I enjoyed it, too, because it was something different. You know, it's, it gives you an opportunity to be unique. And that's what they were. But then all of a sudden, like, Hogan comes in. Mick Foley was there for a while. He became the commissioner. He's the one that changed TNA to Impact. Instead of having all the red for TNA, they changed it to blue for Impact. And it just... Oh, now you got Al Snow up in the... I think Al Snow actually recently quit. I know TNA is kind of a revolving door at the moment. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, because... Um, yeah, Al Snow did leave. Um... Oh crap, who else left? 
they're, they're, they're losing a lot of talent. And if they're not smart, they won't be able to bounce back from it. You bring Jeff Jarrett back to help you with the show. Immortal. Didn't say, ah. Immortal. That's, that was the NWO group. And, but no, go ahead. What are you saying about Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, but Jeff Jarrett couldn't do it before, couldn't save it before. How's he going to save it now? Well, he's off doing that other show. That no, other no, they, they combined. How do they know? Yep. Global Force Wrestling and Impact Wrestling are this one and the same now. So I guess this means I, I have not, I'm not caught up at all. So there's at least four different championships in TNA right now. Two of them being two heavyweight championships. The Impact Heavyweight Championship and the Global Force Championship, I believe it is. See the problem. The problem is, and what we need to kind of look at is, um, I don't. I'm not saying we're going to get away from indie wrestling, but we do do a pull off focus on indie wrestling. We don't get to catch up on TNA and stuff like that, right? Which I mean, I'm fine with. You know, I I prefer indies over you know Impact, right? So, but we'll just manage our time better. Maybe we'll um, get Sarge involved in that aspect. Like I said, like when we get him on the show here, to kind of talk about that stuff for. Um. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Roman Reigns' announcement was uh, a complete Lame bore. Shit. It was completely stupid. It it was it, it was the it was the announcement that was so predictable. People didn't want it to be right. I mean, why do you need to? Why do you need to try to build up an announcement of I'm facing the winner of SummerSlam of the Universal Championship match? Who gives a shit? I, I don't. No. If you, if you wanted it, you should have, at the end of the un, that match for Great Balls of Fire, he should have just showed up and attacked whoever mm-hmm. and be like, my yard. Yeah. I hated the fact that when he came out, um, what was it, two weeks ago? Was it? I think it was two weeks ago. When he was talking about how he beat uh, everyone that five, uh, the other five members in that match. Yeah. I'm sorry, except for Samojo. He didn't beat Samojo yet. We talked about the other four guys, and then he brought up the Undertaker again. It's like, it, that, that shit needs to die because that's not going to make you a better guy no. by saying, I beat the Undertaker. I know he respects me. Like, you don't know what the fuck the Undertaker thinks of you. I retired him. Congratulations. You retired a guy at the end of his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was probably. He was probably like, you know what, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, you know, I'll fight you. You know, win or lose, I'm done. Undertaker's like, have you seen Michelle McCool? <laughs> I'm going home. Um, Did you see the commercial for the new WWE uh, video game? Seth Rollins got the cover. Seth Rollins got the cover? Did, I, I was actually see? happy with that, but I have not seen the commercial. The commercial's amazing. Is it? I don't want to ruin it for you, but I'm going to tell you what it is. <laughs> um, uh, no, nah, I can't ruin it for you. It, you have to, you have to check it out. Just Google okay. it. It is, it's one of the coolest uh, commercials. Knowing that is Seth Rollins kind of ruins it a little because I didn't know it was him because I saw when they first, uh, uh, first pl- played it. Oh, the the commercial itself. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't see anything about the game until the commercial played. So they debuted the commercial on Raw, and at the end of it, obviously, you find out Seth Rollins. But everything, I mean, before you find out Seth, it's kind of pretty cool. Like, I, it's, you got to see it. I don't, I don't want to ruin I, it for I'll, you. I'll YouTube it. Yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, check out the commercial because the commercial is pretty badass. I like the one from last year where they went through the, uh, the city. And everything was getting destroyed. Yeah, that one was second compared to this one because this really? one, this one was pretty cool. You know, it's just you just have to see it, and you'll you'll see why uh, when you look at it. If you don't understand why, I think it's better. Just ask me again. I'll tell you why. I'll explain to you. It's it's, it's, it's nice to see that they put a current wrestler and mm-hmm. not a part timer on. Yeah, I was I was I, all I kept thinking about like. I think I put Goldberg on this fucking cover. I would have been so disappointed. I absolutely. 
And oh. Seth Rollins just kind of looks like a, a video game character to me. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, he... Kind of that Snake Plissken <laughs> look from <laughs> Escape from New York. Escape from L.A. Which one did you like better? New York. Did you? Yeah. New York was better. Which one was the one that he had, like, the bomb attached to him? New York. Was it New York? Okay, so I like New York, too. I think L.A. is the virus he had inside of him. Nope, I like that one better. I like the one with the virus in him. Never mind. Yeah, I like L.A. We're done. Let's get back to wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, Enzo Amore and Big Cass. I kind of saw that coming. I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Cass to take his place as the next Kevin Nash. No, that won't happen. I'm. I'm I I worry. I'm glad it happened because Cass has potential to be great without Enzo. I'm worried that he won't be able to create his own character to be able to get over. Because he kind of played off Enzo's mic skills. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and if they develop a feud between the two, it's going to be worthless. Well, they're going to, it's going to be a feud. It's It's going to be worthless. (laughs) I mean, it's going to be. Maybe he'll, maybe he's the next Heyman guy. He, no. Jimmy Hart? Jimmy Hart? He'll be the next Jimmy Hart. The mouth of the South. He still does shows. Jimmy Hart? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he do those uh, midget wrestling shows? I don't know. I know Hogan owns one of them, so probably. Gotcha. I'm glad Enzo and Cass split up. Um, I don't know what kind of career Enzo's going to have if it's not just being a manager. Um, Cass could be great, but he needs to find himself. He can't be doing this you know, Long Island, New Jersey bullshit. He needs to find his own character and go with it. Real quick, um, before we wrap up here. Yeah, we got like 12 more minutes, so we don't have to rush this. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking about it. Anyways, I had a thought when I was driving home the other day about, I, re- I was reading this article, but they said like Renee Young would never really have a in-ring um, like wrestling match or anything like that. Which I'm fine with because she's great as a yeah, reporter. I, I love her as the reporter. Yeah. Do you think that WWE will or should, you know, make her a weekly televised commentator? I think, man, I think she should be on every show. Uh, I man, I enjoy the way she talks, the way she speaks, the way mm-hmm. she interacts. Well, she because she does raw talk. She yeah. does talk in smack. Right. She does the pre-shows. I think she should be a commentator on, let's say, SmackDown. I mean, JBL ain't going to be there forever. I don't, I don't think they're going to keep him around that much. I would longer. honestly love to see the go-between between her and JBL. Cause I, she's, she'd make him. She's, she's fiery. She, he would make her cry. I don't know. We are talking. This this woman is with Dean Ambrose. I know, but it is JBL. <laughs> I mean, how, but how great would it be that they're in an argument and she just gets pissed off, starts crying, and just <laughs> throws her headphones at him, and then all of a sudden the lunatic fringe music hits, comes out, gives JBL some dirty deeds, and then JBL retires. Yeah, but he's on he's on Raw. Then come to SmackDown. Following week. Don't, don't don't touch my girlfriend. <laughs> Another uh, question for um, if we're speaking of people swapping shows and stuff. When uh when Cass was um revealed as Enzo's attacker, Big Show uh looked Kringle right in the face and said, "Is if this is the kind of person you think I am, maybe I don't want to wrestle on your show anymore." Is that an opening for Big Show going over to SmackDown? Is that is that the uh, point where Big Show starts ending his career? I mean, maybe. I would love to see him get one more title reign before he goes. I feel like he's been dry as far as titles since. Like Universal, show. like Universal wise, you're talking about like Intercontinental. Either or. Just I, I don't think they ever put a world title back on him. He's still. I mean, 
He's just... I know. It's weird. It's like he's finally in the best shape of his life yeah. at the end of his career. But I don't think he's at that point where they're going to say, what would this do for us? But it's okay to put it on Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. It's Goldberg, bro. The, the show's had a much more long historic career than Goldberg. Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar twice in the same amount of time it takes most people to take a leak. <laughs> Two one-on-one matches go right over Brock Lesnar. You could bind those time together. You sit on the toilet longer than that. Because it's Goldberg, man. You're, t- you're talking about the big show. First night in WCW. You're talking about World Heavyweight Goldberg. Title. 167-0. 176? 167? I, I, I was there. I watched it. I know. Of course you did. You're that old. <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as seasoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is jerky. <laughs> Jerky's delicious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dry it up. Uh, 173. 173 and O Goldberg. Goldberg gets a championship. It's just how it is. I disagree. Does he be wrong all you I, want? I don't give a shit. Show should have it. If, if Goldberg got it, show should have it. If Brock Lesnar has it, show should have it. I don't disagree that Big Show deserves to have one more uh, match. I just don't see there being an opportunity for him to be involved in that. He's a Big Show. You come in and you demand it. When you're a seven foot tall man and you cry on TV, you can't really demand shit anymore. Yes, you can. You just wrap your fucking twenty five inch hand around their neck and tell them that this is gonna happen. Stone Cold went around and stunned everybody and got championships. That is true. That is true. And he uh, actually he's not as little as I thought he was. I always thought like Stone Cold was like five eight, five nine. Nah, he's like six one, six two. So he's about our height. Yeah, that's scary. I guess one. I guess compared to the Rock, I think the Rock's like six four, six five. That's even scarier. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it's he's huge. Rock. Yeah. Oh yeah, big dude. Big dude. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! What else is there? What else happened this week in wrestling? Brock Lesnar, Smojo, Gondello fight. They did it. Uh, have their bra. They're, I think, man, I hope Joe screw. I just hope Joe wins. Yeah, I think it'd be nice. I, I, I think, I think he has the ability to do it. I think he'd be able to outsmart uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, Joe's been wrestling for a long time too. It all just comes down to you know, like, can he take an MMA move and put it on an MMA fighter? I don't know. And Brock, Brock does have stamina. Brock can go. We know Joe can go. Mm-hmm. Joe's used to fighting little guys. I mean, he was top of that X division over an impact for a long time. Is uh, Chad Gable answered Kevin Owens' new face of America Open challenge? Yeah. Did you uh, you think uh, his technique partner was insulted by that in any way? I don't know. Kind of went for a solo thing. I mean, Chad Gable is, I think, kind of like the head of that tag team. I mean, he's the one that has the ready, willing, and, uh, yeah. And Gable. And Gable. I was about to say Cable. Right. I was watching Marvel shit the other day. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he, I mean, he has the ready, willing, Gable, you know, concept and everything. So it's like, I'm hoping they're not trying to branch them out. I'm hoping they're trying to keep them together because I do like them as a tag team. I feel like I haven't seen them on TV in a while up until this point, though. It's been a while. I don't. It's, uh, maybe there's an injury that I'm not sure of. But, um, I like them as tag team. American Alpha is one of my favorite tag teams on SmackDown currently. So I'm hoping they're not trying to split them up. I think it'd be great. Like what they if they could if they could pull it off. I would love to see them have like a one time match with Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Well, funny you mentioned Benjamin. WWE is supposedly once again in talks with him. 
now that he's 100%. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I enjoyed the gold standard when he was with the, with the WWE. I didn't like the gold standard thing. I liked, I liked it beforehand. I liked him when he was part of the world's greatest tag team. I hated the fact that they did that mama gimmick with him. The mama gimmick was stupid. And I wasn't a big fan of the gold standard thing. I did enjoy him in ECW when he was ECW champion, even though he was a gold standard at that point. I liked him before that. I liked the world's greatest tag team because they made tag team matches great. And that's what, and again, it all goes back to what I liked about tag teams. Right. You know, and tag team matches. And that, for that reason, because they can make a tag team work. But if you could take, you know, America Alpha and put them against the world's greatest tag team, four amateur wrestlers come together to have a professional wrestling tag team match, you can have fucking Kurt Angle be the referee. You have Kurt Angle be the one that picks. Who he brings, maybe in a new stable. They they create a faction, right? They call like the high school wrestling squad or some shit. (laughs) America's hitmen. America's hitmen. Oh fuck! Uh, (laughs) But Kevin Owens ended up retaining. Yes, Uh, Gable did put up a fight though. Oh yeah, yeah. It was actually a decent match. That's what was. Especially for a tag team competitor to come into a singles match and have the mm-hmm. match that he did, it was it was good to see some NXT stuff going on. I'm not caught up at all on NXT. No, I I, I get enough time to watch NXT when they have the takeover pay per views. A lot of the weekly stuff I can never get a chance to watch because you know we're trying to get a lot of uh, indie stuff together. Right. So, do you, you think Enzo will end up on 205 Live? Is he small enough for 205 Live? Yeah. That's probably what they're trying to do with him, is get him to that point. Maybe get him some star power or something over there. Yeah. I mean, he could, he could, he could be a top babyface over there, because those are guys his size. Right. Now, you can't put Cass and Enzo versus uh, Anderson Gallows. I mean, yeah, he's closer to Anderson's uh, size, but... It's still no comparison whatsoever. Um, I think that's it. I think that's, I mean. Okay. Perfect. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, so we're coming to, uh, towards the end of our show, but we just want to give you a quick reminder. Coming up on July 1st, GPW will be in Midlothian. Uh, Rise, uh, the show Medic, will be in Berwyn on July 7th. That's going to be a Friday. Also, SCW is going to have their pay-per-view well, I guess they're all pay-per-views technically because they're indie shows. Right. So you got pay per view them. But they're having their WrestleMania uh, of the year uh, meltdown in Shabans, uh July 22nd. I do recommend checking out all the shows. Um, I really wish I could make the rise, but unfortunately on a Friday I'm not going to be able to. But um, we'll keep you updated on all those. Um, you just go to our website. You can find all those uh, shows on there. Uh, you can find our website on our Facebook. All you do is find us at... Uh, just Freaking Wrestling, GFW Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram, you'll find a bunch of pictures from all the shows we go to, a couple pictures of us. We don't take a lot of selfies of us, but we do got to find that one good one. We got to get a good selfie. We got to make a good one. Um, go to our Twitter. We kind of keep updated and try to interact with everyone. Uh, polls, uh, updates on shows and everything. Because we do put the show out weekly. We got to give you an idea of uh, what we're talking about. Uh, brief descriptions, of course. And uh, the show is found on iTunes or Podbean. So if you listen to this on Podbean and you wish you could uh, watch, listen to it on your iPhone, you have the ability to because it is on iTunes. Or if you have an iPhone and you listen to this on iTunes and really wish you could uh, listen to it on like, your computer, you just go to podbean.com and find us there. So full of ourselves. <laughs> so full of ourselves. Uh, make sure you follow us. Make sure you get involved in the shows. Like I said, um, fan interaction is very important to us. If you guys have a comment, a question, a concern about the show, you could uh, comment it in the comment section of our website, or you could email us at just freaking wrestling. No, what's our fucking what's our email address? JFW podcast. JFW podcast. Yeah, yeah, Too early for this you, shit. You made that one. That was. I, I created that one. You created that. Uh, comments, questions, concerns. You just comment on our website, or you could go to JFW podcast at yahoo.com. If you guys have anything that you want to ask us, feel free to ask us, and we'll answer it on. Uh, on the air, you know, we'll give you a little credit, you know, say, hey, quick shout out to you guys. 
Uh, like we shouted out to Steve last week, who I haven't heard from. I haven't heard from Steve. I haven't heard from Steve. Steve, I hope you're still out there. Hope everything's well. Uh, don't forget about Gio. And Gio. Shout out to Gio for uh, interacting and getting involved with us. I mean, we do appreciate that. And we hope to talk to you a lot more coming up. And Elizabeth. And, and Elizabeth. We'll throw out last names. Yeah. I guess it is on Facebook. It's on our Facebook. But shout out to Liz uh, for her... Very, very expressive response to uh, the Money in the Bank ladder matches. Uh, all these guys get involved, and you guys can too, just by going by Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, emailing us, whatever you guys want to do to get involved with us. Because we here to do this. We're freaking everywhere. We are freaking everywhere. Soon to be on YouTube when we get that figured out. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, guess time to say goodbye. Time to say goodbye. This is Dizzle J. I'm Travis D. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast.